We'll do a review in Lakuta Sichas Chelik Yudalad, the first Sicha for Parshas Ekev, which is also Chof Menachem Av, the 20th day of Menachem Av, as it's uh, brought down in the star that that is the day of the Yortzeit of Aravagoin, Aravachosid, Hamakubul, Mareino, Ravreb Levi Yitzchok Zal Schneerson, the father of Yibodel Lachayim Tevim Chakad Mushlito, who passed away uh, in the year Tavshin Dalad in his city of exile in the uh, area of Kazakhstan. As also in the end of the Sicha, the Rebbe will discuss about the uh, special. Uh, Mesiras Nefesh and the special relationship to the topic that the Rebbe will discuss in the Sikha as it refers to his father. Uh, I was reading from the, actually, in my uh, version of the Lakuta Sikhas, uh, the uh, text way it's over there, uh, describing uh, what Chof Menachemov is. In this Sikha, basically, uh, the Rebbe wants to, brings out that. Um, Sometimes a change that takes place brings about a complete change. As for example, when we talk about a soul and a body, we talk about a tzaddik who's made up from the physical, the body, the goof, and then we talk about the neshama, the soul. So the soul connection to the goof changes it around, that it makes the whole new entity, that the entire existence of that body becomes so fused with the neshama, that that is the whole essence of the body itself, so that when the neshama leaves, there's nothing left of the body, and the body uh, is interned, even though the body isn't created from the soul, but yet the soul becomes the entire essence. I talk about, especially, we talk about tzaddikim, uh, that's the entire essence. And this is equated to the luchas in a similar way, because uh, the luchas have also two parts. It has the tablets, that's sort of the goof, and it also has the writing in the tablets, and the entire, as the Rebbe will discuss in the Sikha, the entire existence of that body of the tablets became the writing that was written in it. And the minute that the writing is no longer uh, there, uh, then there is no, uh, really, there is no tablets, and the tablets get broken by uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. And, and the Rebbe says that the language that is used to equate the kosher, just like by the luchas, points to kosher misoson of tzaddikim and kosher, just like the shvirus haluchas, that the Rebbe points as that the idea of kosher is actually, there's something positive. The Rebbe puts that there is a positive uh, expression in the language of kosher, and the Rebbe proves it from the fact that the broken luchas went along with them during the war, and, and the Rebbe will explain 
that represents the elevation of the body to the level of the soul, so that when the soul leaves, there is uh, nothing uh, of the body uh, to remain, and that's why the body is is misosom. As the Rebbe will explain in the Sicha in great detail. Uh, it's a little bit of a difficult Sicha. I have several places I don't understand 100%. I'm not sure that I'm getting it 100%. seems to me it was little written a little bit shorthanded, the way uh, I see it over here. But I'll do the best I can. Let's do inside uh, in the Sicha. Ois Aleph. Betam has michus shel shvira saluchis lemisas arin beparsha seinu. So in our parsha, it talks about the story about the breaking of the luchas that took place uh, in the beginning, as uh, soon as they went out of the land of Mitzrayim. So the luchas were broken, and then it talks also uh, right after it mentions also the death, the passing of Aaron, which took place 40 years later. So why is the reason that the uh, story of the Shvira Saluchas has been brought close to the uh, passing of Aaron? And that's in the Parsha, it seems like the passing afterwards talks about Aaron's passing, which doesn't seem to fit in in the flow of the story. So Amr Razal, so this is our sages, this is Novitz de Rabinosen, our sages of blessed memory say, "Kikoshe misosun shel tzadikim lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu kishvidas aluches." And actually, Rashi brings it down as well that the difficulty to Hashem, to the world, the passing of the tzadikim. It says to Hashem lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu that before Hashem, the difficulty is. When a tzaddik passes, kishvira saluchas. It's just like when the breaking of the luchas. That's why they're together, because talking about the tzaddik and talking about the shvira saluchas, there is a comparison, because they're both difficult for Hashem. Breaking of the luchas is difficult for Hashem. And also, the death of tzaddikim is difficult before Hashem. So, v'hinei kishatoyras emes mashve beizin yonim, when the Torah, the true Torah, equates two aspects. It's not just because kosher, kosher is like Xerah Shov, is just the same, but there is to be a contents connection. There is a uh, connection in the what's actually happening, not because they're just both kosher. As the Rebbe will say, the reason why they're both kosher is because they carry the same idea, the idea of the Shviras Haluchas, the Shviras and the Misa Sadikim, that's why it becomes kosher. Let's look inside. Uh, so when the Torah equates two nyonim, amitis So it's a true equation, and it's an inclusive equation. So it's a matter, this means, that this that we're equating over here, the passing of the tzadikim to the breaking of the luchas, it's not just the fact that they're both difficult before Hashem. This is difficult and that is difficult. That's not the only question. And also not in the fact that we're going to say they're equally difficult. That the greatness of the difficulty, the severity of the difficulty is equal. That makes them uh, the same. That's not sufficient. 
by truth, by Torah, when we're talking is Kim Sheheim Doimim Gam that there is also a content comparison. They are similar to each other in the content of what happens here. And the Rebbe adds in the parenthesis, and the contrary, Zehu Hasiba, that would be the cause, and the comparison to the severity of the difficulty in them is because that's the result, because of their content, which is similar, the death of tzaddikim, the passing of the tzaddikim, and the breaking of the luchas, brings about, because of their similarity, that also the difficulty is compared to each other. That's the result. That's not the cause, but that is the result of the content. So, in what way are they compared, that we need to find the comparison? So, since they are similar to one another in their contents, how they move on, so it's understood, that also the details of the uh, various aspects, that we find in the breaking of the luchas, we should be something similar to what we find by the breaking of the luchas, we should find similarly by the passing of the tzaddikim. So the question is, so we need to understand, what is the common denominator of breaking of the luchas in the death of tzaddikim in general, what's the equation? And in what way are they compared in the details? And as the Rebbe will explain, in general, we'll find that the luchas breaking actually carry with it an advantage. It's, a, it's not just negative, uh, the breaking of the luchas, as the Rebbe will explain. In a similar way, generally speaking, uh, we'll find the death of the tzaddikim is not only a seemingly negative, but there's actually an advantage. That's the general talking about breaking of luchas and passing tzaddikim. But we'll also find a comparison into the details because we will see how the luchas were made up by the kesav, the writing of the luchas, and the similarly is the goof of the tzaddik is made up by the um, neshama of the tzaddik, as we will be explaining soon. So in Ois base, the Rebbe is going to discuss that um, there is an advantage and there is a positive side to the breaking of the luchas and um, therefore there's also have to say a positive side in the passing of tzaddikim and the Rebbe is going to ask uh, proof first of all that there is a positive side to the uh, breaking of the luchas by pointing out to the fact that the luchas, the shivrei luchas, the broken luchas, went along with the yidin. So that means on the war, and they used the shivrei luchas uh, with them. So we have to say that they slept bringing it along is not to remind of the bad, the negative, there must be something positive. And in a similar way, we're going to say that there's something positive in the passing of tzaddikim, and the question will be, what is it? Base. Even though that breaking of the luchas is considered to be a problem, a trouble, 
the kosher lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and this is difficult before Hashem. Matzinu sheyesh ba'agam inyan lemaliyusa. We find that in it is also an advantageous matter. There's an aspect of it which is actually an, uh, for the good. What would be the proof? The proof for this matter is when the Yidin went out to war. So with them would come out the Orin in which the broken Luchas were uh, placed. So the regular Luchas, the that was the broken Luchas from the original Luchas that Moshe Rabbeinu broke. And uh, the regular Luchas stayed in the place in the Orin, but in the war would go out with them the broken luchas, the box, the order that carry the broken luchas. So the luchayre tavuah. So that seems to be a little surprising. The broken luchas remind the sin of Israel, um, and we're talking about. So that's a mention, not just a regular sin, not just an ordinary sin. They're talking about this reminds the sin of the eagle. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu broke it is because he saw that they made the eagle. So this is a terrible sin. It's a cheta eagle. Sha'ol of Nemar, with regards to the sin of the eagle, it's written in the Pasik, On the day that I remember, I will remember upon them this sin, which means, She'ein Puranusom Bo Al Yisrael. There is no punishment that comes on Israel, which doesn't include in it partially of the punishment, the payback for the sin of the Egel. So it's such a grave sin that we're always still paying the price for that sin whenever there's punishment. We include a little bit of it is the punishment of the Egel. So why would we carry the luchas, the broken luchas, so how could it possibly be? At the time that the Bnei Yisrael go out to war, and when you're war, when you're at war, then at that time you require more than usual so that there should be finding a merit and to arouse compassion by doing good deeds, doing mitzvahs, doing the commandments, and doing good deeds. It's a time of danger, it's a time of war. When it's a time of war, we try to get merits, we try to mention merits. And not negative things. Like we find, for example, the Pasik says, similar as the verse says, that when there is a camp, the uh, Jewish war, they go out over their enemies, and at that particular time when they need the help of Hashem, so that's why the Pasik says, your camp. The army camp, the, 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 the community needs to be, the camp needs to be holy, which means you need extra zechusim. So you have to be always Kaddish, but when you say you're at war, you for sure have to be Machanecha Kaddish, Goimer, etc. So how is it that Davke Oz, that specifically at that 
moment, at that time, when you need to have merits and you need to find uh, compassion by Hashem, so what do we do? We take with us the broken luchas, something which reminds us of the sin of the eagle, etc. Seems to be totally out of place to bring along the order with the shivri luchas. So what is from this evidence? Shadavkia, the shivri luchas, yesh inyan shalimutzchus, that it's specifically in the broken luchas there is an aspect that we find favor for the Bnei Yisrael Yetzin Muhammad. It's interesting, the Rebbe has a note over here in which the Rebbe says that later on he found in the Chidusha Ramban, in the end of the first parak of Baba Basra, exactly the point that the Rebbe is making over here, quotes the Ramban, that the reason why the Shivrei Luchas are dear before Hashem, and he proves it had they been broken, uh, uh, difficult before him, why does he tell them to put him in the oren? Can't have a criticizer, Kategen, Nasa So that point that the Rebbe is making over here, the Rebbe said he found later on this point uh, in the Rambam. So, but in any event, the Rebbe says we have to say, that this is something which is a favor. And the Rebbe adds now, it's not just a regular limutzchus, it's not just some sort of a uh, plain limutzchus, but we have to say this is something really powerful and very meaningful. It is a tremendous, great zuchus, uh, a merit, that we're mentioning over here by bringing along the luchas. Because we have to read because when you consider the fact that all the people that went to war had to be tzaddikim, because the ones that weren't tzaddikim didn't go out to war, so that means that you're trying to bring in a merit which is beyond the level of tzaddikim. Look inside. All those who were going out to wage war, that means they were slapping, taking along the luchas, daughter with the luchas with them, they were all righteous people. Who only had mitzvahs and good deeds. Because as we see in the Pasik, as the Rebbe brings down in the parenthesis, one who was afraid because he had sins in his hands. In other words, he wasn't a tzaddik, he was commanded that he should go and turn back home so that he doesn't melt the heart, he doesn't make the other people scared. So it means that they didn't have any Avedas. And we're saying that the all this wasn't sufficient. And they said, the rabbis say that in addition to everything else, to their great levels, they need to have the broken luchas going along with them. I think they said, it says Amru, even though this is based on Asifri, it's based on uh, Psukim. The question really is, either way, what is, the, what is it about the Shivrei Luchas that we took him along? But Valpihanal, based on the above, that we said that there is an equation between 
the uh, generally speaking between what took place with the breaking of the luchas and with a tzaddik passing is muvan shalderech zeh who gam similar to this is also b'misas tzaddikim by the misas tzaddikim gam bo yeshmailo gedoylo b'yisedom there is an a great an additional advantage in the misas tzaddikim dugmas hamaylo shebeshvidas aluchas similar to the advantage in the breaking of the luchas. And the Rebbe in the bracket now says that the, actually the expression of kosher, which is used, is actually used many times as a advantage, showing the greatness. The Rebbe says there's also a hint for the greatness. So Apihan now move on. So based on the above, we understand. similar is hugam b'misas tzadikim. Also by the death of tzadikim, gam bo yesh milo gedoylo v'yisedo. Over there, there is an additional and greater level, similar to the advantage of the Shvira Saluchas. As the Rebbe will explain, that that Shvira Saluchas and the, 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 the passing of the Tzaddik represents the greatest elevation that the Tzaddik had, that his Neshama was one with the body, so that the body, uh, at the time, the Luchas get broken because... There is no more spirit in them, as we'll, Rebbe will explain. The Rebbe brings the Yeshloimar, so we can say, that the expression that it's difficult, the Mis of Tzadikim, before Akadish Baruch, like breaking the Luchas, Nirmas Gam Ho'ilu There's actually hinted the advantage that are in these two matters. Because when we use Kikoshim Lifnei Akadish Baruch, when we say it's difficult before a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we find this in a matter which is totally the ultimate good. As the saying of our sage of blessed memory, it's as difficult as splitting the sea. Splitting the sea, of course, this is one of the greatest miracles and at a very high level within miracles itself, so, we find the lotion of Kosha. So there is a hint in the Kosha Misosim also that this is on the level in which there is something very positive. But Tzorich Lahovin, so really the question what we need to understand, Mahi Hamayla B'Misosim Shel Tzadikim, what is the advantage in the passing of the Tzadikim, U'Bishvirosim Shel Haluchis, and in the break of the Luchas, the Lechaira, it would seem that the entire idea is totally uh, opposite from anything uh, good, from any advantage to it. So, uh, why are we saying over here that the Luchas were carried with them uh, to uh, the war and that was something, uh, a benefit? How could that be a benefit, something which seems to be so bad? In Ois Gimel, the Rebbe points to a seemingly problem um, why Moshe Rabbeinu actually broke the Luchas. What was the reason that he broke the Luchas? Although uh, the uh, godly uh, writing, the writing of the Luchas, lost its uh, level, as the Rebbe will quote, but yet the Luchas itself seemingly stood uh, why did Moshe Rabbeinu break it? And the Rabbi will explain that the whole entire essence of the Luchas remained that writing. And therefore, once the writing isn't there, then it's 
it's broken. Let's look inside. Ois Gimel. With regards to the first luchas, it says, The tablets were an act of Hashem, as, as unlike the second luchas, which the Ebishter tells to Moshe, that he should make the luchas, but the first ones were made by Hashem. The post says, And the writing, the engraving inside of the Luchas was also done by Hashem. That was engraved in the Luchas. So in the second Luchas, Moshe Rabbeinu made the Luchas himself, and Hashem did the engraving. But here, the Luchas themselves were Maiselikim. That means, that in the first Luchas we had the two advantages. Aleph, we had Mailas Haluchas Mitzad Atzma. We had the advantage of Luchas in of themselves, that Maiselikim Heima. The luchas were made by Hashem. These tablets are an act of Hashem. They are. Number two, we had malosu mitzad The advantage of them is because there was a godly writing that was engraved on those tablets, on the first tablets. So now, notwithstanding, although that in these luchas, in of themselves, even without any writing, there was a tremendous advantage that they were and yet our sages of blessed memory said as Moshe Rabbeinu was descending from the mountain when he came down from the mountain Moshe looked at the tablets that the writing has flown away from the tablets so Omar so he said how can I possibly give to them, to the Israel, the luchas? She'ein bahem mamash. There is no substance to them. There is nothing to them. But I will grab hold of them and I will break them. So this statement is very difficult to understand because we see that the luchas did have their own tremendous advantage. Number one. So, even after the writing has flown away, the Rebbe will explain a little bit later on more about what does it mean that the writing flew away, but we're just talking about in the simple, somehow the writing that was engraved in the Luchas disappeared, it flew away. But, but the Luchas still remained where their wondrous advantage, they were still an act of God. How does Moshe say about them? There is nothing to them. There is no substance to them. Okay, no writing, but the actual tablets themselves, an act of God, is a tremendous advantage. Number two, we need to understand. Uh, okay, let it be that there is no substance to them. So that's a ta'am shalitim l'Israel. So there's no reason. Why give it to Yidin? Give them tablets that have nothing to them. But kim l'goyzim k'yitzabot. That would be a reason. So go ahead and hide it. Similar. But not a matter of a degrading to break them. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu have to break them? How is that a reason? Because, okay, I don't want to give them because there is no, uh, there's no ksav there. So how could you give them the luchas? Don't break them, just hide them. And then number three, 
the Rebbe says, Pshita de Tzorich Lechis He has to hold on to them. This is obvious. So why does it have to tell you, I will grab hold of them? He should have just said, I'll break them. What does he need to Echoes over here. What does he need to hold on? And the Rebbe adds the parenthesis, which I'm not clear, but the Rebbe says, I guess because in the Ovis the Rebbe Nosen, possibly, over there, he mentions that there was actually a struggle between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Malochim. So that means that Moshe Rabbeinu was actually holding on together with the Malachim in it, so he didn't have to hold on again. But maybe there is another Pirush, or there's possibility that the Malachim took it and he took it back, so then he had to say, Echis. But the Pirush Zesh, and the Vechulu would be because in another, uh, in another Pirush in the Ovazir Abnosan, it talks about even that the Ebrishter uh, was holding on, or the Rebbe brings down uh, in another medrash, so maybe that is included in the Chulu. I'm not sure about exactly how to uh, type this Bepirish uh, In Ois Dalet, the Rebbe explains that Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchas because that is the way he fixed and he got rid of the degrading level in which the Luchas stood. Because the Luchas became on a higher level, the level, the writing in them raised them. So it wasn't just the Luchas alone. Once the Luchas got the level of the writing in it, brought it up to a much higher level. The fact that the Luchas loses their writing, that's similar to Rebbe bring an example that something which loses the level or becomes Tomei, uh, in order to get rid of the lower level, you have to actually break it. Let's look inside. It's a little bit of a shvere, and I hope that I have it right. But, we'll explain this by first bringing an example to this matter. Goil mi choymer hachi if you have material unshaped, just the uh, raw material, even though it is most expensive, they are not considered important to the extent, to the extent, to receive tumor. So, if it's not made into a keli, if it's not made into a shape, so notwithstanding that it is a very precious material, but it's raw, it's not considered important to the extent that it will get tumah. Ki'im, only, when is it considered important? And tumah, it has to be important to get, is ki'im, tzorich liyis, Nasi keli. First, you have to make it into a vessel. If you make it into a vessel, then it becomes important. Now, the vessel itself, the keli tzorich gemura, 
Bechol hashleimus she'olah berotzin. You have to create, in order for it to be gamal tumah, the keli needs to be complete. In all of the completions that you had in mind, if you had in mind to make it in a vessel and polish it and whatever, to the end of the thing, till you have it completed, it's not going to be makabal tumah. So, you need it to be a full keli in order to reach the level of importance for it to come to mind. What happens that after you completed the entire work of the keli, and now it's become tummy. And now there is lacking in the wholesomeness of the keli. The same level now that lichat chila, it would not have become tomei. But now, after it's already been a keli, it's become tomei, it's lacking, and it's back to a level where there's something missing about this keli. Af mehanal. Although, understand from the above, the fact that it did not become tomei before, uh, when it was at this state, before it became tomei, it wasn't considered a keli yet. So, now that it's back to that state, that is a tremendous descent from his advantage. So that's why she is still remains tummy. The keli remains tummy. The only way to get rid of the tumor of the keli, in that case, you need to break it from its main function main function if it's a vessel that you, you put liquid in there so if you can no longer the hole is in there that it leaks the mashke then it ruins the vessel and if it's if it's a vessel which is made for for food as long as it can't hold that what it's made for then it's bottle. Zuhi Takanto. This is the fixing, which is Bitl Hatuma, the nullification of the Tuma. So, the parable from this is that while the Luchais um, were a tremendous level, uh, but yet when they received the that's a whole entire new completion of the keli. The keli became completed when the writing was in there. The luchas purpose was to have the writing in there, and that elevated and made it to the highest level. And then when we have a uh, a level of descent, which the letters fall out, so notwithstanding that the keli is still there, there's a descent over here and we can't have those luchas without breaking them so that the level of tumor, the degrading in them, should not persist. Now, the Rebbe is going to say, but what are we talking about? The luchas, first of all, don't get tumor altogether. Uh, Luchas don't become tummy. Second of all, because they're just 
tablets. A tablets made out of stone. So even if the luchas would be made into a keli, if it's made out of stone, if it's made out of stone, then it doesn't become tome just because you molded it into a keli. So bechalal cannot become the, the tome. So what do we mean that sort of we're saying that because the kasav flew out of them, they became the 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 the, the luchas became sort of the degradation became tome. They cannot become tome. And avoid veikir. And further, and the main point is afilu bosor ayered menashemaim toiru. If meat that comes from the heaven, meat which is oichel, oichel amashke, which are much more susceptible to tumor, but if they come from above, from a shemayim, that is toir. So the question is, this is made by Hashem, the luchas which are maizelikim, they are for sure, that they are toir. So what are we talking about that there's somehow they became tummy and we need to break them to get rid of that tumor over there? But it's not shaykhs. But the Rebbe says, well, we're not talking here really about the level of tumor in the literal sense. We're talking about the grading of the level of what it is. is midras lechatas. There's various different levels of Kedusha. So you have the holy garments which which they serve in the Beis HaMikdosh. And then you have the level of the Chatos. So we say that notwithstanding, they're big day Kodesh. But relative to Chatos, there's a Tumas Medris over there. We're saying that the tumor of stepping, of being on it, applies to garments that are holy. That means to say that things that are holy can also become tummy. But in our context, what we're discussing in our case is a descent of the level. We're saying that you have luchas, and then the level of the luchas get engraved with the writing. And when the writing leaves them, that leaves them with a tremendous descent. And to get rid of that descent, there is a level of breaking. So I understand this. We'll go weiter. So the purpose of giving the luchas was to Moshe. Hashem gave, who did Hashem give the luchas? It was to Moshe. But, he, it was, to go ahead and put him into the Oren, which is the Mosrim Litzibur. So he was basically an agent to go ahead and give it to the community. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Koidem Sha'ashabrim, so prior to Moshe Rabbeinu being able to break the luchas, to get rid of, he had to acquire it. So the echis means 
He should be totally his so that he can break it. I don't really also get it exactly. I need explanation. How does this particular point tie in with the whole point that the Rebbe is making over here? I mean, this was a question that the third question the Rebbe asked. But again, we'll continue. Like I said, I have some difficulty understanding fully uh, the Sikha, but we'll get the points that we can. And the Rebbe brings out using a little bit of a different style in the inner matter. Since the godly writing was engraved onto the luchas, in letter that are engraved, so that means that means that the writing was not an added matter over on the luchas, as it would be when you have letters of writing with ink on the parchment, but it means that this godly writing, that it was from the luchas itself, it was engraved from the luchas and in the luchas, as the Alter Rebbe uses the language in the Kutitator, quoting, how they move on. So this understood. So the advantage that this godly writing impacted the luchas, is in a way that he became unified with them. He became one. He fused the writing with the luchas. Totally. So what made the true existence of these tablets, there's no longer tablets and writing, but the real essence of the tablets that is the godly writing which is engraved in that and therefore when the writing flew away so their main existence notwithstanding even though it still remained in them their advantage they were still made by God these uh, tablets were godly made still there is still no substance to them there is nothing left to these luchas really because without the writing their whole essence became the writing and if there is no writing it flew away then there is nothing left to them and since there is nothing left to them and it is fit to be breaking them since it was already been engraved and it's been fused with them, it become one with them. What is their existence? The writing of God. And that has already flown away. So there is no longer anything there left, really. Again, and the Rebbe says, because of that, it's fitting to break them. And the Rebbe brings down another point over here, explaining a little bit what does it mean, Parach Ma'alehem. That Parach Ma'alehem doesn't mean literally there's no more letters, because that's not possible in an engraved, engraved stone. And the Rebbe explains that the spirituality of the letters have gone. You say to Mizu, in addition to that, Parach Ksav Ma'alehem Bepashtus, what is the simple meaning that the writing flew off of the tablets? 
We cannot explain it that the body of the writing itself has flown away. Because the Imkain, in that case, if the letters themselves flew away, why are you saying there's tablets that have no substance? It's not they don't have a substance, there is nothing in there. There's no more wording. Since practically, how is that going to happen? Because the writing was from the Luchas himself. So as long that the tablets are whole, before you break them, so also the uh, writing which is engraved in them is there uh, before you break it. It's complete, it's whole. So how does it fly away? El So we had the intention is here. Shaparach haruach hakodesh. Shahoyo bikerev kolois vayis. There was the ruach hakodesh, the holiness that was in every letter and letter. That holiness flew away. Umezemuvan. So from this we understand. Shamitis hametzias shalaluchas hoyso. So now we're taking this a step further, that the true existence of Luchas was Now we're not just talking about the writing itself, but mainly we're talking about What was the main thing of the Luchas? It was the soul and the spirit of the writing. And therefore, if the Ruach has flown away, which is Hanishomer Shalaksab, the soul of the writing, even though the letters remain in their shape, there is no substance. And these two aspects of the tablets and the writing of the tablet, the Rebbe is going to compare this to the two aspects of the human being of his body and his soul. Hey! Similar to these two advantages of holiness that were in the first tablets. Number one, Aleph Hamaiselikim Shal Haluchis Atzmo. The godly act that are in the uh the Makta Shem made the Luchas. That's number one. And the number two, Hamikhtavalikim, the writing of the godly writing. Shoyachorusalim that was engraved on them. Yeshduk Mosom Gambi Isha Yisraeli, there is also similar by a a Jewish person. Shumurkov Meguvaneshama, he is put together from a body and a soul. Gufeshal Isha Israeli, the body of the man, the uh, Israel, a Jewish man, who bedugmas, the Jewish person, who bedugmas aluchis atzma. That is similar to the tablets itself. Shohoyu Maiselikim that were uh, making an act of Alikim. Kamoyim gam gufa Yisraeli, just like the tablets, similar also the Jewish body. Yeshbe kedushin niflo, there has a wondrous uh, holiness, as the Rad quoted for the Tanya. Vanishama shenitna boy, hidugmas hamichtav lekim, and then the soul that was given is similar to the godly writing. Shohoya chorus al haluchas that was engraved onto the luchas. So. That's on the simple level we're talking about guf and nishama. The nishama is engraved in the guf. The guf is the luchis, and the nishama is the writing. But we can go on another step 
within the neshama itself, there is one level, the lower level of the neshama is like the luchas, and then there is a higher level of neshama, which is the neshama for the neshama, that becomes the writing. The luchas is the first level of the neshama, that's what Rebbe adds now. In the neshama itself, there is several levels. One more inner than the other. Generally, we also have two levels in the neshama. You have neshama, one level, and then you have a neshama l'nishmasa, a soul for the soul. Similar to we say by the godly writing, that it's the godly writing on the goof, there's the godly writing, the neshama l'nishama, which is the godly writing for the neshama. And just like by the luchas, just as by the tablets, although that it would seem that they are an independent aspect without even the writing, God, the writing that was engraved in them, just the tablets itself. Because the existence of the tablets was in existence even before the ten sayings were engraved in them. And yet, still, after the ten sayings were engraved in them, they elevated with an elevation in their essence to the extent that now their entire existence is the godly writing. And to such an extent has it been united with their body if the writing leaves the luchas they're not an item which has no substance. And they came to the breaking and losing of their existence. Kinal, as mentioned earlier, that Moshe Rabbeinu broke them because there is no longer anything without being a Metzius, without being its, without having the Ksav on them, is, uh, there is no reason. So that's why Royal Shabram, there is no reason for them to stay. Same thing is Same thing is true for the Jewish body. So according that from the Shara Yikodamuna, creation and the root of the body and his essence does not come from his soul. Soul doesn't create the body. It comes from the seed of his father and mother. The oid, not only is it is a different timing. The creation bringing into the being of the body comes before the time in which the person's soul was given to him. But after the soul got dressed up in the body, what is the wholesomeness? Of this neshama dressing up is ein ha neshama davar noisef. The neshama is not an addition, alatzmusay on his essence. So you have you the body, and then we have something addition. Eloshan neshama nasis mehusay dahaguf. 
the soul becomes the essence of the body. As we say, that the life of a tzaddik are not life of flesh, but they are a spiritual life, which is belief in Hashem, fear and love of Hashem. So now because that becomes his body, becomes one with his soul, which is his soul's life, is becomes the body life. This is the comparison, Shebein, Misosom, Shel Tzadikim, Lashvidus Aluchas. The passing of the Tzadikim to the breaking of the Luchas. Kishneyem, Nishtanu, Mikfisho Hoyo Betchilo, because both of them have been changed around from the way they were in the beginning. Vaharuchnius, and the spirituality, and the neshama, which is the soul, hamichtav elikim, nasekol mitziusom, that became their entire existence. And I guess that when can you tell that unity is when it comes the time of passing of the tzaddik, the shvira, or when the luchas are broken, then you see that that is only that they're one. So when there is no uh, ruchnius left, when there is no michtav left, uh, so there is no luchas over there. Then worthy to shover, and so that expression comes uh, at the time of misosan sel tzadikim and the shurosan aluchas, and that this has more to do with a tzadik rather than, as the Rebbe said in the beginning, any Jewish body uh, that. Uh, level of connection that is expressed in this. Again, this is some of the things that still need clarification. And the Rebbe is going to explain now why did we take along the Shivri Luchas, which seems to remind the negative, because actually here we see that there is a positive expression that in their lifetime when they're broken, because you see that their entire life was permeated with that ruchnius, and that's why there is nothing left, there is no separation, there is no gashmis, there is no body over there, there is no tablets over there, because they were totally permeated with that level, that became their metzias, so that is the advantage of the shivrei luchas represented, and that's why they went along. Apikol anal yuvan, based on the above, We'll understand all the above. Gam goidel ha'ilu shabeshivrei luchas also the great advantage in the broken luchas. V'shayichusel lemilchom and how it's connected to war ukenal siv base and as mentioned earlier in siv base shekshahoyu yoytzim lemilchoma when they would go out to war ha'yoytzim moem ha'arin the arin would go out with them sheboy ha'yu menochim shivrei luchas in which the broken luchas were lying. Toichno shemilchomas bnei Yisrael who. What is the uh, meaning, the inner meaning of a war of Bnei Yisrael? Because literally is uh, that they need to uh, go ahead and conquer Zeres Yisrael. Uh, even though they were a level 
a generation of knowledge in the Midbar, so they were on a pretty high level. Why did they go to wage war in Eretz Yisrael and to conquer Eretz Yisrael? Lavet uh, Sayardin to transfer or go over the Jordan, the Nachlas Goyim, and to conquer an inheritance of the nations to conquer it, which is the land of Canaan, Eretz Canaan, in order for the purpose La Soisa Eretz Yisrael. They came to make it into Eretz Yisrael. What does that mean? A land, Eretz Asherene Hashem Lekechaba, a land which God's eyes is over it, looks on it, from the beginning to the end of the year, as the post says. So, that's what the job was, high level, but yet they got to go and transfer from the Eretz Canaan to make it Eretz Yisrael. As long that they hadn't conquered the entire land, as long as the entire land has not been conquered, then this is a mitzvah war. To conquer the inheritance of the nation and to make it into a dwelling place for Hashem. That is the war. The war is to turn things around from Knan and make the whole land, everything, into where does the person get the arousal and the strength for this? They come from the broken luchas. Just as the luchas. The maizelikim that also on of their own had a great advantage. They were maizelikim. Like the Dordeo. They were great people. But then they added into a greater level. That they became a writing of God. And then this is proven to such a level that they become that once that level leaves them, there is no substance. So there is nothing left to them without that level of Mikhtav Elikim. And that's why he breaks it. That's why the Luchas were broken. That's what we see in the broken Luchas. Look how much the Luchas were elevated to a Madrege that if they don't have that extra Mikhtav Elikim, there's nothing to them, no substance. So this awakes and arouses those who go out to war. It's not sufficient at all in the greatness and the advantages that they have up till now, which they're tzaddikim. Because we say that they were tzaddikim. Those who went out to war were tzaddikim. Kinal has mentioned earlier that they are it is a war of a mitzvah and it's an obligation. To gird up with all the strength with all the powers to conquer. Meaning, all of Eretz Yisrael that the Torah says, you got to conquer it all. By extension, the Rebbe says, this includes this that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us from the name of Hashem, 
That we should force all people of the world, meaning not only Jewish people, we have to see the all of the human beings, all humanity, to accept those mitzvahs that the Menech were instructed. So that is becomes part of the conquering. That he, the boy Oilam, the all human beings should accept him because that is what Hashem instructed in the Torah, etc. It then is that all of the world becomes a dwelling place for Hashem. Not only that becomes the Eretz Yisrael, that becomes the conquering, that becomes the um, mission. This is the instruction for each one and one in his service. A person should not be satisfied by Mesha also, by Vajas Hashem Adato, that which he's done in the service of Hashem till now. Even he has already reached the level of a tzadik. There is still a mitzvah and an obligation to go up to a higher level. We see that even tzaddikim that went out to war, they needed to reach even a higher madrigam. And the Rebbe says this is really in the simple meaning of a yurtzite when there is a tremendous elevation to go up to a higher level. Zayin. This lesson also applies, uh, also is connected to the very simple matter, the misosin shal tzaddikim of the passing of tzaddikim. Because Omar Razal, our sages of blessed memories, say, that tzaddikim tzaddikim have no rest not in this world not in the world to come Shenemar, the Pesach says they go from strength to strength they are constantly standing in an elevation going higher in their service to their uh, creator to Hashem always going on a additional level up. So this concept that they're always going up, this is all days of the year. There is no menucha for them. So on the day of the Yorzeit, there is an additional elevation. So what is the reason? That the, it's explained in many places that in order to go to a higher level, that is infinitely uh, greater than the, uh, or actually in this case lower, uh, greater than the previous level. So in other words, when a person has to give a big jump in an infinitely level, greater level, that comes by first subjugation, nullifying the previous step, and then you can go to the next step. You can't hold on to the previous step and then get to the higher step. And using the language of the Alter Rebbe, that the tzaddik falls seven times, Ubein madrega le madrega, and in between step and step, terem sheya 
before he reaches a step which is higher than this one, he's in a level of falling from his first step. So that's the in-between is the fall because you sort of have to get rid of the earlier level in order to go to the infinitely greater level. In a similar way is, simple way when a tzaddik passes away, Shahamisa is bitl mitziusam akademis. The misa is the nullification of the previous existence. And that is a hakdoma, that is an introduction, vahachon, and a preparation, la liyosam elam hazil ganeden, to their elevation from this world to ganeden, which is aliyah shleiberach. This is an elevation which there's no comparison, elam hazil to ganeden. So ganeden, you have to make such a jump. So there has to be the passing of the tzaddikim in order to the bittle from the previous level. And therefore, and every year and year on the day of the Yorzeit, this was on Chofov, as we said in the beginning of the Sikha, so then the matters are, are once again awakened, aroused, as they were the first time, because the Yorzeit, this is like another replay on a higher level there is an additional uh, greater elevation just like by the actual day of passing that Aliyah took place so on the yard side you have another a replay where there's again a, a non comparable Aliyah it has no comparison to the previous lead on a much higher level. So, and the fact that the our sages tell us that um, about this whole statement that Tzadikim have no rest in El they keep on going higher and higher. Why is it important to us to know what's going on in Gan Eden? This seems to be a law for the Gan Eden. Why is it important to us? So it's evident that also this aspect that there is elevation to Tzadikim in Gan Eden, this is something which affects, impacts in our service now. It has to do with the service now not when we come to Gan Eden, Vahainu. And what's the connection? Because the elevation, through the elevation of the tzaddik, who goes from strength to strength, from one level to the other level. So we're told about it because this is a support. And this gives us strength to all those who connect, who are... Uh, Shaykhist, the connection to, to, to the Loimdim Teros of Chulu. Our connection is we learn the story of Chulu. So we have now the ability through our connection, we can in our service to go from strength to strength. Especially on the day of the Yorzeit. The going and the elevation is with more force and with more strength. Because as I said before, this is aliyah shaloi be'erach. There has to be the bittle from the previous because it's an aliyah shaloi be'erach. And that's what we experience on the day of the Yorzeh. And Oiz Ches. 
Kizem move on. So based on this, it's all understood. So Milo Yisaydov and Niflah, that there is a greater and wondrous advantage in a as far as it relates to a passing of the tzaddik, which is also connected and tied to Golus, which is during in Golus, in exile, ki a'amur, like my father, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, bal ha'ilula, the ones whose yorzeit is an istalik begolus, that he is the one that passed away while he was in exile. The Rebbe is going to explain why there is a greater uh, advantage and a wondrous advantage to somebody who passes away during the experience in which they were in exile. Habir. Its explanation is Mevur b'Sefer Achinuch. It explained in the book of Chinuch, Asher Tsar Golus, that the pain that one experiences when he's in exile, Shokul Kimat Kitzar Misa. It's almost as equal as the pain of death. because when you die, you leave everything behind. But when a person goes to Golus, it's Shenifra The person has been separated from the ones that uh, love him. And from the place where he was born, and he leaves all his days, he rests with strangers. That's one thing. And there is an additional matter in the pain of exile, which we don't find by the pain of Misa. The extended period of time, because Misa is happens, but Golus takes a is pain for a long time. It's a pain of the pain of Golus is a pain of death for extended time period. And therefore, when a person observes Torah while in exile, notwithstanding the pain that is tied to it, this is an additional and wondrous advantage for the person like the Rebbe's father who passed away while he was in exile. And this is similar, the Rebbe says, Al Derech Mash Omer Razal, similar to what our sage of the blessed memory said, that if they would have beaten Hananya Mishol Azariah, we're not sure if they would have withstand that test. Although they did give themselves away to let themselves get killed and to be thrown into the furnace of the fire but we don't know because what would happen if they would have beat them because that's a one time thing you allow yourself to be thrown to the fire but beating them which is a continuous and it's a more uh, difficult in time maybe they wouldn't withstand it so that points out the golus which is an extended uh, misa the wondrous strength and advantage of the Rebbe's father, who dies while he was passed away, was in exile. And from this, we can also understand how much this is connected to that. Also, how it affects the elevation that follows it. The kivon shelefum tzayda agra. We say that based on the pain is the reward. So then the elevation that comes after this pain, such a descent, 
So then that's a very great elevation uh, in the elevations that take place like where all misos and shel tzadikim in which they are elevated to ein aroich so this is even greater than that and also similar to his this is also as far as the support and the giving of strength I said earlier in the Siv Zayin to all those that are connected to him we get this uh, support similar to what our sages of blessed memory say that after the head follows the body even though people are all over, especially when we learn the Torah of the Rebbe's father, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, so then this makes a wondrous union that there is no such a union, he's quoting from the Tanya, we don't find nothing like this and nothing at this value, that even comes close in physical, made the way the connection that is through the learning through study, in the way that it's united. Similar to this in the general service, through the service of our elevation, going from strength to strength. Bizman hagolus, the time of exile, the neshama beguf. When the soul is in the body, the golus zeh golus. So you have the manha golus itself is the exile, uh, and the neshama in the goof is one exile, the soul in the body. the golus zeh golus, and then it's a golus which is within the golus shal yidei chetei tzadas. Because that's why we have the Golos, what happened through the Chet Yitzhadaz, Shadonoi Begerushin, that he was judged, Adam, to being chased away. Uh, first you had the Golos, Shoma Beguf, and then it was by Adam Arishen, and then we have another Golos to contend with our Golos. So it's Golos within Golos, Betech Golos, the Golinu, Maratzenu, and the Golos that we were chased from our land. In this goes itself, that uh, being in exile from one uh, neighborhood to the other neighborhood, talking about uh, the assuming about the Rebbe's father that he was in one place and then he went to the other place. Uh, I think that's that's probably in there. And this golos itself, when we talk about in the weekdays, that's another level of golos. So that's all the goloses that we have, uh, and we keep on going though from strength to strength uh, in our uh, So that prepares us. Introduction to that level of service and step, which is higher than elevations. That brings us to Shabbos, the Shabbos of Menucha. Shona Hashvi is Shabbos Lashem, the seventh year, which is a rest to Hashem. Elaf Hashvi, the seven thousand year. Yom Shakul is Shabbos of Menucha Lachayo Elamim, 
the day, which is the year in this kid, the 7,000th year, which will be all Shabbos and rest for eternity. That's Mesichas, Chof Menachemov, Tavshin Lamed Beis.